This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We're fortunate enough to have Sean Donnelly in the studio with us this morning. Morena, Sean, nice to have you with us. Yeah, nice hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm very well. All the better for having another listen to that track. I was fortunate enough to be among a few who were uh, present to celebrate the release of Sweetheart on Friday night, um, where we got the chance to listen all the way through to this um, new piece of work. On a nice stereo. On a very nice stereo. <laughs> <laughs> relics, uh, probably the best in town. Um, how is it for you, a, a situation like that, where uh, after all of this work, you say, excuse me, friends, uh, we're just going to um, shut up for a moment here and take a listen to what I've done? Well, I, t- I, he- I hesitate to um, say shut up now. I, early on in my career, I was more, uh, had a tendency to say it, but now I just say, well, just, if you're going to talk amongst yourselves, just talk quietly. You know, um, but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's it's nice to have, um, you know, to to have people pay attention for for forty minutes for something that you're doing. You know, and, yeah. And interesting enough, we were listening to it on vinyl, and you know, it was that kind of experience that you have with vinyl, where you do tend to be a little bit more focused, don't you? It's kind of you, you've got to be involved in listening to a record. Yeah, just purely because of the format and the aesthetic of it. I think you know that seems to be the you know pretty much it maybe it's the actual sound itself which invites uh you know more, more sort of hushed reverence you know the the warmth of the bottom end or the sort of the the way that the uh or the 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 mids and the tops get smeared together i don't know but um yeah had the pleasure last evening of listening to it again at home and uh uh, I must say, again, in hushed reverence. <laughs> so, and one of the things that was discussed on Friday, which definitely becomes true the more you listen to this album, is its multi-layered um, structure, and, and, and you know, multi-layered in all sorts of ways. I suppose one thing that's definitely true is that you've called on some pretty amazing local, uh, when I say local, New Zealand talent to help you put this project You've got to get together. the old New Zealand talent in there. Yeah. You know, it's a good it's a good thing to be able to talk about on radio shows, you see, so um, that's why I do it. Well, is it the reason you do it? Why do you do it? I mean, there's... No. Um, no the re- I think the chief reason that I, that I do it is because um, I have a tendency to just uh, multi-track up my voice to get the, the BVs happening, and it's just... Um, it's altogether too... Uh, it's too kind of... Um, it lends a sort of an egocentric... I mean, I'm pretty egocentric anyway, but I, it, just, it just hypes that up as the musical experience. Um, getting those other voices in there is just other colours... Um, and uh, and textures. I think it just it, it 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 changes the focus to more an outward looking. Oh, I think anyway. Maybe that's too vague, but it, to me, it, it lends that uh, it lends that sense to the music. Yeah. Among those who have stepped up to help out, uh, are Tammy Nielsen, Don McGlashan, uh, James Milne, others all know him as Lawrence Arabia, and Anika Moore, Julia Deans. The list goes on. Hmm. Um, and they're used in, in, in beautiful ways. I mean, one of the things that really struck me about a number of the songs on this album, Sweetheart, is that when you talk about BVs, they are, they are um, quite you know unconventional. They are uh, they're going in all sorts of melodic directions of their own. Um, and, and you know, how hands on are you in, in scripting all of that? It's very scripted. Yeah, no, no, I mean the parts are pretty much all worked out in advance, and um, people who've got the chops come along and do them. Yeah, 
No, I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, let's talk about uh, the control you had over this. W- when did the actual recording project start for you on this? Well, a couple of the songs preceded, um, preceded it, but basically it was after the first lockdown. Um, I had a profoundly uncreative time, except for um, baking lots of biscuits, pretty much. Uh, and trying to make them as symmetrical as possible. That seemed to be my aim during that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what my, my creative faculties were, were, were up, to, up for, you know. Um, but coming out of that, you know, I felt a surge of uh, inspiration, and so I got started on it. Uh, it's been a bit of a, it's been a strange little journey because there have been two or three iterations of the album. I, I, I'd stop at a certain point and think, surely that's an album, play it to people and that, and people would go, mm, quite, int- I quite like it. But it wasn't quite, I could tell, <laughs> it wasn't quite doing the business. So, um, yeah, the version, the version that, uh, is out now is probably, I'd say, the, the third version of the album. Mm. So bouncing this off, um, some trusted people as part of yeah, the process for you. Yeah, I mean, you get that thing. I, you know, I, I think if you're a, if you're a songwriter or a creative person, if you play a song to another person, you get to hear it through the ears a little bit. Um, even if they don't make a comment, I, I can generally get a sense of how it's um, working. I mean, you know, I've I've been a pain to people, <laughs> and so I'm trying to be less of a pain. But definitely, it's it's very helpful to me when when I can play things to people and get a bit of a response. Yeah. One of the things that's struck me about your music over the years is that you know there's definitely um, pop elements, um, things that we can leap on and recognise, and tunes that we can carry in our head, but um, but but never in, in a kind of what you might call a conventional way. And this this album has such a mixture of little moments like that. Perhaps the track that we just heard, you might argue, was is the poppiest song on the album. Um, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, but not for all of the tracks, and, and definitely it's really interesting through the mid stages of the second side of the album and the way that you listen to it on vinyl. There is this connection between I think four tracks, which takes you through a um, you know a, a, a movement. What's your what's your thinking there? Are you are you you know when you put an album together in that way and connect songs in that way should they all be heard together or can you pull them apart and play them in different orders well, and so forth people can do entirely what they like you know they can cut cut it paste it and remix it and sample it as far as i'm concerned i don't i don't mind um but th- those particular songs you refer to is a cycle of about five songs which was my sort of um attempt at doing an abbey road style medley I mean, it doesn't sound remotely like it, but, um, yeah, I had wanted to do that for a while. And, um, you know, one day I just started writing it. I, I wrote one, I wrote the first song, and um, the next day I wrote another song that seemed to connect to it obliquely and, you know, and so forth. But the rest of the, the, rest of the songs all got, you know, nice little gaps between them, mm. except for those ones. When when we look at connections, say between that that song cycle you're talking about, what what thread do you think is running through them? Um, I mean, the way I think about it, uh, lyrically, they're all very much, um, I think, connected. Like music would be connected in a dream. Perhaps say if you fall asleep in the afternoon to the radio playing, it would be a, a similar thing. I would hear um, I, I would hear those songs playing, but they would be telling weird little stories. Yeah. As a listener, um, one always, I guess, tries to decipher to a certain extent lyrics. You know what what's happening for this person on this album, uh, and of course, often 
nothing at all is happening for the person yeah. on the album. <laughs> it might not even be about them or be connected to them directly. What about you and what about Sweetheart in particular? Um, well, I, I mean, all of the songs to me are quite personal on the album. They all have um, personal relevance to me. Um, there's a sort of a tendency sometimes as I'll go off in something that maybe not a story per se, that's something that's akin to a story or like a story and the names and the places will be changed, but the sentiments and the emotions are still the same and I they you know uh I, you know, they're drawn directly from my, you know, personal experience. I mean say the first song, My Exploding Head, is kind of like a kind of pulpy secret agent kind of thing. That's what I think anyway. Um I mean that the the idea of that was uh it, it, it's a story that's um, t- the narrator, I guess, is somebody who's cannon fodder in a film. You know, they're, they're, they're assured of a certain death somewhere along the line, uh, and uh, questioning the meaning of it all, really. But you know, that, that's just a feeling I've had <laughs> myself. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's interesting to hear you say that. I mean, uh, some of the, the the tracks I listen to, and I hear, um, I don't know, I hear uh, a vulnerable man in some way. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all vulnerable, aren't we? But um, but I guess the characters, especially if it's if it seems more vulnerable to me, then I'm more likely to inhabit a character. I mean, I, I remember when Don had listened to it, he said he, he liked the way that all of the songs had different characters to them, and by characters, I think he meant people narrating and and people telling the little story or whatever. So yeah. What's it like putting out a piece of work in this age? Um, clearly, you know, getting on the road has not been uh, a big part of anyone's musical life for a couple of years. Mm. Uh, and now that you complete a work like this, you know, do you approach it with, oh gosh, I know I've got to go and do that thing? Or, or are you happy to let the, the album um, sort of permeate before you c- contemplate the kind of shows you might want to do in support of it? Yeah, well, I'm I'm in a position where I definitely the latter. I mean, I'm I'm interested in getting out there and performing. Um, it's going to be a little while before I can do so. Um, I have to put a show together, uh, and you know, it, it's definitely been a very, uh, you know, especially making a, an album as. You know, sort of. Let's face it; it's a bit on the complicated side. <laughs> you know, it, it engenders a sort of uh, inward-facingness, and um, then to actually get out on the road is an entirely different feeling for me uh, and, and mode that I have to really get into. Um, so it's it's going to permeate it, and, and largely, I guess, it's going to be word of mouth. There's not a heck of a lot of promo happening around it. I've had some people have been very kindly uh, lent their voice in support of it and lent their time to try and promote it. So it's been great, but I still think it's going to be very much under the radar for a while. No easy thing to get out and perform anyway, right? Because no. you're so integral to to it musically that you would have to put a band around you. You've got all those other voices, those important parts, those vocal additions yeah. are, are, are 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 significant. You wouldn't want to unders- undersell that side of it when performing. You wouldn't necessarily want to undersell it, but by the same token, hopefully the songs are strong enough to stand up by themselves. And um, I think there will be that little thing we come along and know the songs and if they hear me singing them or whatever in the band and not all the parts are there they function as little virtual reality parts in their heads you know um but 
who knows? I mean, you know, I, I think I'm probably I'll probably go out and do it solo, and bang away on a guitar for a while, and um, and lots of those parts will be missing, and it'll be rediscovering those songs in a much more bare bones way will be interesting. Mm. Let's talk about the other um, aspect of your life at the moment um, connected with music, and that is the Mozart Fellowship uh, that you're here in Aotearoa at Eden uh, for. And tell us a little bit about how that came about and why you you got involved with that. Yeah, well, uh, my partner was moving down to Dunedin anyway for um, to, to work here, and um, I, I, a dear friend of mine. Uh, said, uh, oh, well, if you're going to be living down in Eden, why don't you apply for the Mozart Fellowship? And, of course, well, oh, what's the Mozart Fellowship? So I looked into it, and um, it seemed like, like a wonderfully generous, supportive thing for one for one, <laughs> one lone musician, you know, to be able to be supported by the university to make music. But, um, yeah, I, l- luckily I, I applied and, and here I am. So, yeah. So with the fellowship comes some responsibilities. What are, what are you chiefly required to do? Well, there, I, there aren't really requirements per se. I think there's an expectation that you'll use the time wisely and, uh, and make some good music um, and um, have some good interaction with the, with the uh, musicians and artists in Dunedin. Um, and that's very much, I'd say it's still more my intention rather than actually what's happened so far. Um, because a lot because of, um, you know, the tail end of the pandemic or whatever, if it is indeed the tail end of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, still moving, moving into kind of the Dunedin scene and, um, doing some collabs with people here. It's been great. And, um, yeah, just having that support to follow my own muse a little bit, yeah. Have you spent any time in the studios there, the brand new one? Um, I haven't done any recording in there as yet, but I've got plans, yeah, de- very differently. I mean, basically this, it turns into a two-year thing, I think. I think it's fair to say that that's where I'm at. And this first year has been a lot of starting things and not necessarily finishing them, uh, which, which somebody um, kindly reminded me is a bit of a cycle with me anyway. So, yeah. Well, here you are having finished something. Uh, and, yeah, how does that feel? Do you, you know, well, with an album finally out, um, does that, do you feel as, as though, oh my goodness, you know, I'm, what's the next project? Are you, does it fill you with any dread or excitement? Or are you just relieved not to have to be worrying about that for a little while? Well, I, do, I sort of do have to worry about promoting it. So it's, it, it is a kind of a different sort of worry. It's good that it's out there. It's good that, you know, those songs that I thought, that's just too weird, what, you know, who's going to even get that, you know. And people go, oh, I like that one, you know. That's a good feeling. Um, but I've got two more albums on the boil now of, of slightly different varieties. I'm sort of loath to say what they are. I have a tendency to sort of blurt and, and it does um, takes some of the energy away from the process, I find. So maybe I should just keep it under my hat, or under two hats. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Um, just getting back to the album itself, and again, we were talking about uh, it on vinyl. It is not just available only on vinyl, though. Digital release as well. Yeah, sure. All the major uh, outlets in that regard. Bandcamp, if you don't want to participate in the streaming um, conventional streaming services. So, yeah. But one of the beautiful things about... Uh, 
putting out something on vinyl is considering very carefully the artwork and so forth. It, mm. it, it, it's a striking image, uh, beautifully put together. Tell us a little bit about um, you know, how the album physically looks and who you work with on that. Sure. Well, I mean, I just, uh, um, yeah, I guess I left that artwork to quite late in the process, but um, I, I had the the seagull on the front I've had for some time, and the sort of colours, you know, I, I don't. I just seemed a very simple and very apposite image, and uh, and seagull, seagulls are sort of um, kind of somewhere between cute and unlikable uh, as as animals that seemed appropriate um and uh you know the and the tamarillos on the back again a fruit that that's not to everybody's taste so i just thought it was all pretty appropriate for what i do i mean people really um i, I can't say people love it or they hate it I, i'd say it's it's because so many people are completely indifferent to it. <laughs> so it's just, it's kind of like, if you like a tamarillo, tamarillos are one of my favourite fruit. You know, there it is on the album. If you like, if you like seagulls. This yeah, is the album for you. This is the album for you. Sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a great pleasure to talk about it, albeit very briefly with you this morning, Sean. Um, but um, thank you for bringing us another fantastic album. I enjoyed it immensely myself, and I know others who have had the opportunity to hear it uh, so far also do it is an excellent album and i do encourage all of you out there to take a listen and hey purchase it share it talk about it um have some of the discussions about what you think it's all about among yourselves that's all part of the fun uh sure we're going to go out um with a track i've chosen this one because i guess of its difference stylistically to the first one we sure. heard but perhaps you could tell us a little bit about this uh, song as we go out it's called waterhole waterhole well that's a good choice in the sense that that's probably the next uh, what the uh, record company will call a focus track i'm busy trying to make a video for it at the moment um not very far through and um yeah that, it's one of the older songs i think i um, as befits a good hit single I wrote it in about five minutes so <laughs> um, and it's just a celebration of uh, of walking down the road with your friend uh, to jump in a big ball of water and that's literally what we hear going on in this song <laughs> exactly it's not, it's not too much deeper than that Sean Donnelly, SJD, thanks so much for taking some time to pop into ORFM to talk to us today and congratulations on this wonderful new album, Sweetheart. Um, all the best. Thanks, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.